You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Jackson Klein. This month, we're digging deep into the Ensemblist archives to share highlights from some of our favorite interviews from our early days. On this episode, we're revisiting our 2015 interview with Krista Rodriguez. In 2006, Krista performed in the ensemble of the original Broadway production of Spring Awakening, understudying four principal roles. Nine years later, she took on Ilsa, one of the roles she previously understudied in the show's Broadway revival. In our conversation, Krista chats all about how the two productions differed, why she wanted to revisit the material, and how she approached the role differently her second time around. Here's our conversation. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Krista Rodriguez, and I live in Chelsea and will for the rest of my days. I was in the original company of Spring Awakening on Broadway in 2006 and opened that show and never thought I would come back. And here I am in 2015 playing Ilsa in the revival with Deaf West. My, my original revival experience was Chorus Line, and that was more um, of a direct kind of representation of the original um, and was put on by the same people who some of the same people and um, was very much uh, true to that version this version of Spring Awakening is almost entirely different from the first one while still maintaining the themes of um, communication and the vital importance of empathy and understanding where people come from for the um, for the good of our society I think that theme drives home now even maybe even more than the first time but it's still the central theme of the show and you know we've added an entirely new language so it's almost almost comparable to saying we're gonna do Oklahoma in French I mean we just said we're gonna do this show in two different languages and see what comes of it I think it's very nostalgic for the people who liked the show the first time around and it hasn't been that long you know it's been less than a decade um, especially particularly since it closed but um, 
so people were saying is this too soon and and in other circumstances yes i think it would be too soon for a revival of a show um but it's such a different different version and and brings such a different meaning to it without changing a single word we didn't change a single word of the show Some of it feels very much the same. You know, there's some things you can't really step away from now. We're not setting this in an insane asylum. We're setting it in 1891 Germany, just like the first one, you know. So the period is sort of the same. The boys wear their school uniforms through most of the show. Um, we've added some fun touches as the time goes on. We sort of show, we mark the seasons in this production more than we did in the last one, where a coat will be added or a little hat, and I think it shows personality a little bit. Um, so that sort of has changed. And um, I think one of the biggest adjustments, well, aside from the fact that we have four adults instead of two adults, so that also allows for a little more um, clarity of who the, the adults are playing and they change costumes, whereas they didn't in the first one. Um, I think if I could say, I think Ilsa is one of the biggest changes from the original production, um, the character that I play. She is um, entirely, has an entirely different motivation this time around um as before she was sort of this fairy nymph that was living in the forest somewhat and while she had a very tragic life she sort of still had she had a crisp white men's shirt on and carried a, a bouquet of flowers whereas um this time she has literally just escaped from being in a um very life-threatening situation and has decided to come home and so what does what does it take for a girl who left um a situation where she was being molested by her family like a member of her family what does it take to bring her back and what must she have been through so um she's much more beaten down much more kind of insane <laughs> and um so, so it's very it's it's fun and draining to play and she's a little bit more of a um Kind, she has more of an arc of where she has been and where she's going and where she becomes and how she integrates back into society. And so I think that's that's been a huge difference. But then, of course, the sign language is also very different. Um, in the original production, we had a very small cast. Um, and that was really special. It was a small, I think there was 11 on stage and then they, we had the four ensemble members who I played. Um, we were dressed in modern clothes and we entered, there was seating on stage in the original production and we entered as the audience. We had fake tickets, we gave them to ushers, we were seated in our seats. And then about a third of the way through the first act, we would reveal ourselves as part of the show and pull microphones out of our clothes and, um, because that was sort of a trope of the first version where microphones would appear from places. It was sort of um, a, a mirrored image of this this um, period drama. And then when they needed to express themselves where they were being told they couldn't express themselves in a way, they would flip into modern rock stars as if this was their chance to get their emotions out like they were singing alone in their bedroom to the mirror. So that was sort of the concept. So in that original one, it was sort of... The extra cast members, I would say the ensemble, added a level of this is not just what was happening then, this is also what's happening now and how far we've come and yet not far at all in those, um, in parents talking to their children and the open communication about things that are, that everyone goes through, which is puberty and going through the exploration of their bodies. 
So that's what the original sort of meant and the cast members that's the the function that they played in this version we still have that um, communication breakdown but it really is heightened because the characters are deaf and in past deaf west productions they've done more conceptual um staging where it's just been somebody is some two people might play a character but the character is not deaf this they they made very specific choices about who was going to be deaf so if the character is deaf they also need a singing signing counterpart so that adds almost double the cast that we had before and those people are in modern clothes because they represent the rock star that the person cannot be the person in the mirror we literally start the show at opposite sides of the mirror so it still has that feeling we've just had to add more people to accomplish the same thing so where I play a character that is not deaf so I sign and sing simultaneously and speak on my own as if I was interacting with deaf people um, in deaf characters but um, I also have to be careful because I can hear the voice but she wouldn't hear the voice in the reality of the show. So you have to really be watching only the person that you are physically doing the scene with. And then you're still interacting with that other person because they are giving you the emotion, but you can't turn around and still know what the person you're doing the scene with is saying. Well, in the original, um, the Moritz and Ilsa scene, which starts basically starts the second act, was performed entirely at microphones on a stand and only facing out. They never looked at each other the entire scene. So there was no staging. So when I would go on for it, you would walk on, stand at a microphone facing the audience, and leave at the end of the scene. So by the mere fact that Ilsa has to take a step to the left or to the right, the entire thing was different. Um, and then let alone add the fact that she is now signing. Um, and I, I, the reason, you know, one of the reasons that the, the actors stood at Mike stands was because this, I believe this scene is the crux of miscommunication. Where the, the first scene where um, Venla asked her mom where babies are, babies come from and her mom can't explain it to her that is the beginning of the miscommunication I think this is the beginning of the miscommunication for Moritz um, where Ilsa finds him in the woods she is having a tragic life event yet she's saying to him that everything is fabulous in her life and he is telling her everything is fine in in his life and they're completely missing each other and if they would just look at each other they could maybe save each other, and they don't. And that's the tragedy of the scene, and Moritz ends up, spoiler alert, committing suicide after that scene. So Ilsa drives him to commit suicide, basically. No. Um, and so, so it was very effective that they were looking out and never looking at each other. Um, in this version, the miscommunication comes with the fact that we speak different languages. So it didn't need to add a hat on a hat about, you know, how else do they not see or notice each other we literally had to just play out the scene physically and and the truth of the fact that Daniel Durant who plays Moritz and I cannot speak to each other he's profoundly deaf he's never heard a sound in his life so until I learned even a tiny vocabulary of um 
of sign language, I could not communicate with him. But I remember coming in, I only had two weeks to learn sign language, and I remembered all the lines, I remembered all the songs and the lyrics and everything, and I thought, so we're just doing Spring Awakening, but with sign language. And then when I was like, oh, I have to walk, and I have to make choices with my body, and I have to understand why she's saying all these things in a way that I didn't really have to conceptualize before because it just was a monologue at a microphone. It was like a reading, you know, before before you lose the script and you have to put it in your body, This that was sort of the prelim in a way. And now I had to figure out how she walked and how she moved. And, and of course, another difference is that Lauren Pritchard created Ilsa before. I wasn't making those choices before, you know. I, I had to honor what she created. And so this time I had to make the version that I was going to do. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do you have to do when you're coming back to material in order to give yourself a clean slate? Yeah, well, um, I think... I mean, I, I can't say that you should forget everything that you knew from the first because there's a revival... Otherwise, we would just do a brand new production of something. We have to be speaking to the original in some way. Something about it is still relevant or something about it could be viewed from a different lens and cracked open in a different way. But you can't ignore that it existed. But I did have to throw away a lot of the conception. And I'll give a lot of credit, and I, you know, as is due in every aspect of the show to Michael Arden because he had a very strong vision of what he wanted the show to look like, to feel like. He paid close attention to the details of sounds and smells and, you know, we have incense coming in from the theater and hay on stage and it's it's a very um, sensual experience all around. And he knew exactly what Ilso needed to feel like when she walked on stage. And... Um, and I just had to listen to him. So I was very grateful and, and, and lucky that I had a director with such a strong point of view for that character. Ilsa's been my favorite role I've ever played, ever, when I was 22 playing it before. Um, and, I, and I always felt so lucky when I got to do it. Especially, I think, I think that it's so rare to find such depth of character in that age. So I loved the fact that there was life and death stakes and there was a girl who had lived such a, a life beyond her years at, at that age. And I just 
was really grateful that I got to sink my teeth into that. And also I got to play every role in the show. I played Venla, I played Marta, I played Anna. You know, I, I played all of those parts. And Ilsa was just so different. And I remember telling Jonathan Groff once, and he still brings this up to me, I said, Ilsa feels like your favorite sweater. I put her on. You know, when you're a swing, you don't always get to feel like you're the right person for the part. Otherwise, you might be playing it. This is like there's a part of your personality that fits this character and a part of you that fits this character. And so sometimes I say you feel like you're putting on a coat made of nails. <laughs> and Ilsa feels like your favorite sweater. I, I understood her somehow. Even though we've had vastly different upbringings, there was nothing similar about us. But I just loved her innocence and hard edge at the same time so then when you know you get a call almost 10 years later saying hey now you've actually lived this life and your life has not been easy all the time and especially I was in the middle of chemo when I got the call to do it you know I had a couple more dings on me and um, they said do you want to do it again and I said yes because now I really think I know what's going on with her I had just gone through the exercise of opening up my life to the world and sharing with kind of everybody my my cancer experience and being very open and detailed with my life and I felt particularly open to accepting her. I definitely brought a ton of experience to this and I think and I think part of why Michael even approached me to do this is because he thought oh she is She's primed. She's seen some stuff and she's ready to to tell everybody, you know, and that's so on that level, yes. And I don't even know that I really actively did. I think it's just a part of who I am now. And there's something really um, uh, fortunate in being twice the age of your character. You can see the forest through the trees. You know where this girl's going, you know. And, and if Moritz could come back 15 years later he would be like stop it you're gonna be fine I promise you're gonna figure this out you know on like a smaller level yeah I mean I just I had to step into that role like I said sort of that somebody else created and somebody else had a vision for and she was very ethereal and very light in the head which I love playing as well and this one just has to be a little she's Baking it a little harder in this one. And I think as an as a woman of my age, you learn what that is like as well. <laughs> um, you learn how to smile a little harder. And, you know, she's really selling it to him that things are great in her life. You have to listen. Part of, you know, what is different about this one is that somebody had a different vision. And you have to listen to that. I think anybody who's working with an actor, if you go into an audition and they say, you do the sides and they say, okay, great. Let's try it again. Let's let's do something different. Do this like you are angry at this person and then you did the exact same take. You wouldn't get the job. Whether or not that's how they want you to do it, you wouldn't get the job because the point is to approach things 
to not be afraid to find the different ways into a part. And so it would be doing yourself a disservice, I think, to go in with all of your bag of tricks. Because not only is the vision probably different, your actors are different. You're the person, you should be listening to what they're giving you and give them something back. Your costumes are different. That will inform your character differently. You know, it would be it would behoove you to inform your character with as much immediate relevance as you have in front of you. Special thanks to Krista Rodriguez for sharing her stories with us today. The Ensemblist was produced by Mo Brady and me, Jackson Klein. There are two great ways you can help The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The other is by becoming a Patreon member, which you can do at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or at bpn.fm, the home of Broadway Podcast Network. You can also follow us on Instagram, where we share all of our latest episodes. Stay safe, and thank you for listening. Until next time! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.